Listen up, high school and college sports fans. If you want to be in the know on all things high school and college sports, commentary, analysis, the latest news, and more, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Pine Belt Sports Podcast with your host, Kamal Petro, and the sports team from the Hattiesburg Post, the Lamar Times, and the Pedal News. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pine Belt Sports Podcast. My name is Kamal Petro, sports editor of Pine Belt Sports. Uh, this week, I am joined by uh, Jacob Kemp. Jacob, how's it going? Going good, man. Can't complain. We, um, you know, maybe in the future we might be doing more of these. Uh, yeah, more of these co-hosting podcasts. I like it better with two people, that's for sure. <laughs> um but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making this part of your day. It's been great. Football season, this has been exploding. It's been great to talk to y'all at football games or around town about this. Just continue to spread the word. Just search Pine Belt Sports on iTunes. and it, Download, download, download. Yeah, it pops right up. You get it. Uh, when you wake up Thursday morning, it will be available on your phone, and you can just listen to it whenever. You can go to the website and listen to it. I personally love podcasts, yeah. especially especially on the road. I mean, I say this all the time. I will put it on my car and stay in traffic, and traffic goes by a lot quicker listening to you know somebody yeah, talking my ears. I, it's just always better because you just have somebody in your ears, and you don't have the constant... Maybe help with the road rage a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Hattiesburg traffic, I, I don't know if it doesn't really help me very much. <laughs> but yeah, I listen to it at work. I mean, I just have earbuds in all day. I know a lot of people can't do that, but thankfully yeah. us sports writers can get away with watching sports at work and listening yeah. to sports. Uh, before we get too far in the show, let's pay some bills. <laughs> Premier Orthopedics and Sports Medicine provides a full range of orthopedic services specializing in the treatment of conditions involving bones, joints, muscles, ligaments, and tendons. At Premier Orthopedics, they believe in delivering excellence in orthopedic care to athletes of all ages. Their physicians are board certified and fellowship trained by some of the leading experts, and they can provide big city expertise with small town care. Go see Dr. Bayless or Dr. Burns for excellence in orthopedics at 15 Orleans Drive in Hattiesburg behind Southern Market on Highway 98. Or you can visit them online at www.premierorthopedic.com. It's a nice segue. Yeah. That was a nice segue in, in, into the ad. I like I, it. I, I say, like it. I, I like say it. that a lot, and uh, I don't know. It's just kind of funny to me rather than just uh, <laughs> taking a commercial break. Right, right. Uh, a commercial break. I don't know. We had commercial breaks at the. Oh, hey, cool. Yeah, after we do. Uh, PCS coach Joey Hawkins interview. We'll that'll go to a commercial be, that, break. That'll be interesting. You guys stay tuned for that one. That'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably go to that first um, here in a couple minutes, and then we'll come back and talk about the you know each teams their matchups. Region play starts this week. Some really intriguing matchups this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, let's just. You have anything to get off your chest right now, Jacob? Or you want to go straight to Coach Hawkins? Let's go straight to Coach Hawkins. I'm interested to see what he's got to say after after coming off the loss. I'm really interested to, to see. You know what his message has been to his guys and what he had to talk with you about. Awesome. So yeah. So here's PCS head coach Joey Hawkins. All right, we're here with Co- uh, PCS coach Joey Hawkins. Coach, uh, how's it going today? We're doing good, man. It's Tuesday. We're trying to trying to make uh, get a game plan together. Yeah, you said I have 11 minutes because you're trying to figure out, you're trying to finish this game plan. But before we get started, we're kind of joking off air. Do your uh, radio DJ voice real quick. Radio DJ. Well, really, I have to get paid for that. Come on. I mean, really, I mean, you know, I've done so many through lines, but uh, I did the request line 77 to 79. <laughs> and I went over to so I'm like, dip me in the leg, 93.5. 
My request lines are open 377 3559. You know, something like that. You know. <laughs> so where was this at? That was in Enola. In Enola? Back in the Delta, baby. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I don't want to touch, stay on this for too long, but, you know, first loss of the season last week, first regular season loss in quite a long time. You know, kind of reflect on the game. What, what happened? Well, you know, I, I thought, you know, the last couple of weeks, I didn't think we were, you know, we were. You know, we were playing hard, but we just wouldn't get much better. And some teams, you know, you grind and, and you get good improvement, and sometimes you fall back a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, just going off to a good season, Lamar had struggled some, but we saw Lamar on film. We kept telling the kids, these guys are coming. I mean, and uh, they've simply just outcoached us and outplayed us. And uh, we had some chances, but we couldn't capitalize. And uh, they controlled the ball. They, they had the ball, I think, 30, I mean, 29 minutes out of 48. Uh, they did what it took to win. We hated to lose. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm telling you, uh, with this generation, uh, your greatest teachable moment, moments when you lose. Yeah. When you win and address things, sometimes they just sweep it on the rug a little bit. You know, so uh, we just got to coach better. Our kids are doing a great job. We just – we just got to put it behind us, but uh, that's the way life is. I mean, you got to come prepared. You know, everybody wants to win, but you got to prepare to win. That's the whole key of this thing. And, uh, well, you know, so uh, we're trying to get back on the right foot for Friday night. Let's kind of go through some of the points about your team. You know, what have you thought of Brandon's performance the first, what, five games this season? Brandon's done well. You know, we're just tr- still trying to find out each other. You know, it's his first time to start. And, you know, I'll call plays. It looks like it's going to work, and then it doesn't, you know. So, um, but he has made some good things happen. He's, he's ran the ball. You know, he had over 100 yards rushing game. He, he, you know, it's just uh, teams are playing us really tough. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. I mean, you know, we we we're, we have a lot of formations. It's a little, it looks like uh, they got the headsets on sometimes. Um, they like they they know the play before I run it. You know, so uh, it's just. Uh, but he's done a good job. You know, I've got to do a better job of getting him comfortable. And then Friday night, you're talking about a swarming defense, so you got to be ready. Swarming defense, you said these teams are ready for y'all, but you're still running the ball very effectively with Sheldon, Alden, like you said, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, what's been what's been the key to success there? Well, yeah, I mean, we you know we we jumped out. We, you know, I think uh, before last week we were averaging 330 something yards a game rushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Lamar did a good job of, of keeping us, you know, pretty much in tow with, with, with the run. Uh, the passing game at times just looked good. Um, still trying, still trying to improve on that. Um, but like I say, these, uh, you know, Simpson played us tough. You know, was able to find a way to win. Then last week we weren't able to find a way to win. And then now you're playing the best team in the state, mm. without a doubt. I mean, no weaknesses. Prep has no weaknesses out of the 22 players, and got the most prolific players ever played in this league in 48 years in Jerry Ealy. So, yeah. so what a test, what a challenge. This is, this is fun for us. You know, it, it, we just want to. I just want to make it a four quarter game. You know. Yeah, let's talk more about Jackson Prep. Is this week any different every year for y'all? Maybe especially after last year when y'all finally got over the hump. No, but the kids, you know, they, now you know, now they're ready to play. Yeah, you know, now they want to prepare. So, <laughs> so uh, they know how good Prep is. Some of the teams we played earlier, they had not hurt them as much. You know, whatever. But that's beside the point. You know, we shouldn't be like that. But, uh, but this team right here is way better than last year. Um. They've got a three-year starter quarterback that can throw it anywhere he wants. Jerry Ealy's all over the field. Mm. He's a he's a he's probably a sub four or five guy. He's already got six seven SEC offers. He's uh, tremendous. When he gets in space, you you, you just better pray. 
Yeah. You know, because he, he's fabulous. So, yeah, how do you how do you guard that? Well, you know, last year, I think the first game, you did a pretty good job. We did both games. Really? Well, yeah. He made one play right here for 62 yeah, yards right. on us uh, right. on, on just a straight, quickie screen. And we had four guys there, and he slipped out and went to 62. Uh, he rushed for 66 yards in the first game, 48 in the second game. We tackled him both times. And we're really, I'm telling you, we were really the only team that tackled him last year. So hopefully we, we can corral him. you got to get people in front of him, and you can't lunge at him. you got to just stay there and keep him bottled up until you get some help. I mean, we're going to have to do a great job of that. You mentioned uh, Chance, the quarterback, and you've had plenty of years to watch him play. What, what is the most difficult as far as uh, preparing for him? What's the well, the most unbelievable thing is, is uh, he threw an interception, his first interception in three years. Yeah. Now, come on now. Yeah. I mean, uh, last year he threw, 100, I think, 160-something passes, had no interceptions. Prep did not turn the ball over the last eight games one time. Wow. They beat us 24-21. Because we threw one interception, we thought we had to play. Mm-hmm. Guy broke in front of us, made a great catch. They beat us 24-21 here. Yeah. In the other game, we didn't turn the ball over, and we beat them up there. Um, but the thing about Chance is he can he can take a play. Chase, he can take a play. Chase, okay. Yeah, he can take a play that's not a play, move around with his feet. He can cut up field. He loves running around the quarterback draw. But he can see down field why he's got people in front of him. Mm-hmm. That's something you got to, you know, the quarterbacks have to work on, but he can put it in. He look, he throws the ball on the money. So um, we got, we've got our hands full. I can tell you that. Defensively, they only allow. I mean, so far this year, seven point four points a game. I mean, that's quite a test for your. Oh offense. gosh, uh, you know, I think rushing yards. I know this for a fact. I hadn't figured it up. They've given up minus yards rushing. Wow. I mean, most teams cannot get to the line of scrimmage. It is unbelievable how quick they get off the ball. Their get off, you know, I've been playing them all my life, but they're getting off the ball good. And so, uh, and their linebackers fit. Their secondary is first class. I mean, they got players. So, I mean, I'm just not trying to blow smoke. They got a football team. To beat them, you have to make great plays. You cannot beat Jackson Prep right now making good plays. You got to make great plays. Do we have enough in our arsenal yet? I don't know, but we're going to sure try to hold on the ball. We've got to have ball control, and if we can do that and get to halftime, I think we can make this a four quarter game. That's what we're shooting for. Here's a great thing now: first conference game is big force. We, we're, I mean, we're trying to give everything we got to make this the toughest, make it as tough as we can on them. But uh, we're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, with a new bracket, we're in the playoffs. So, we just got to take each week and try to get just a little more performance. We got some guys that motors are running about 75%, and we got to get them up to 100. We can't, I mean, you can't have two, two or three breakdowns against Jackson Prep on a play. All 11 have got to do their job. Mm-hmm. So, if they hang 77 points on the board again, can y'all hang with them? I'll probably retire. I'd be, I'd be at Mr. Petro. Uh, I'll probably retire. I'll tell you this. I'm going to try to hold on that thing where we don't give up 77 or 64 in the first half. Um, but, uh, but That's the most they've scored in school history, I think. Yeah, it was. It wow. was it I would have thought they would have at least done that one other time with their history. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You, you can't get negative plays. You can't, you can't have a second 15 against them. Your percentage of coming out of a second 15, second and 20 is probably 10%. You have about a 10% chance. So you got to move the chains. I'm fixing to pull these yard markers out in a minute, and I'm going to put them up. Why does we come out of practice? It's going to be 10 yards. And i got four plays to do this. i got four plays to make 10 yards. That's the only goal I have. Yeah. 
Yeah, you've, you've, you've said that consistently throughout the whole season, just trying to find the right offense to move the chains, you know, just little by little. Uh, but before we close, I, I want to touch on this. You know, last year, and I know it was last year, New Year, completely different team. But, you know, you had the, the, the high of beating them for the first time in the regular season, and then you were undefeated throughout the regular season, and then the low of losing that uh, second-round game, first loss of the season. Kind of describe those two feelings at the end of each game. Well, Oh, yeah, the one up there was amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I have a picture of you just with your hands out and with the team huddle. It's oh, cool. it was special, you know, to come as far as we have, you know. You know, when I got here, you know, the school just started football, basically. They've been independent league and then just started. But they were growing so fast, they moved up and was playing prep in five years. Wow. I mean, when they should have still been in 1A, you know, yeah. MAIS football. So it was really uh, – it's been great to watch us grow and – to, to at least compete with these teams, you know, it was a big win. And then, and then really, you know, we were we were we were eleven zero. They were ten and one, and they make them the four C, which was nuts. Yeah, this, that was been, a, this was a state championship. Yeah, we should have been a state championship game. Yeah. That's the only thing you know that really makes you feel a little bad about it. But but like I said, they made, they made one more play than us. When you mm-hmm. was going to come down to three or four, they made one more play than us. And uh, I hate it for the kids because those seniors, man, last year were amazing, and we're trying to get that leadership to rub off on this senior class. Great kids. We still don't have the leadership. We, you know, we won't. You know, it's no knock on our kids. we got to get kids making everybody accountable. Mm-hmm. If a coach has to do it all day, you're not very good. You're not a very good team. You know, you're just not. Mm-hmm. And so kids have to make their teammates, their peers, accountable. So we're all a work in progress. Every coach in the state is going through the same things I'm going through. You got me? Mm-hmm. It's just at prep. You know, they got 70-something players. They have 55 to 67 graders. We have 17. We're trying to compete with a four-to-one school over us, and so it's a hard thing. But our kids have responded, and we've been able to play them close a lot of times and then eventually beat them last year. But it's a new season. That's in the past. Yep. We want to fight Friday night and make this thing a game, and it's going to take everything we've got. I mean, from physicality to mental preparation to attitude to effort all those things have got to come into play if we want to, if we, if we're going to have a chance Friday night. Well, I remember that playoff game. The atmosphere here was amazing. I'm hoping it's the same. I'm bringing two photographers. I'll be here. I'm, I'm excited. Well, yeah, it's, it's going to be another great night. Uh, you know, uh, heck, you know, it would have been big if Bubbles were 5-0. Yeah. Hey, you had to ruin that, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar had something to say about that. I give them credit. And, uh, but uh, we're ready to go. We'll be ready to go. And uh, we just want our kids to have fun. I mean, I told the seniors yesterday, this is the greatest time of your life. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the journey. Even when we get on to you, we still love you. Get your bottom pumped up and do something special. I mean, come on. I mean, something spectacular. Come on. So that's what we're trying to get to. All right, Coach, I appreciate your time. Go finish that game plan. Thank you, brother. The Pine Belt Sports Podcast with your host, Kamel Petro, online at pinebellsports.com. We'll be right back. Premier Orthopedics and Sports Medicine provides a full range of orthopedic services specializing in the treatment of conditions involving bones, joints, muscles, ligaments, and tendons. At Premier Orthopedics, they believe in delivering excellence in orthopedic care to athletes of all ages. Their physicians are board certified and fellowship trained by some of the leading experts, and they can provide big city expertise with small town care. Go see Dr. Bayless or Dr. Burns for excellence in orthopedics at 15 Orleans Drive in Hattiesburg behind Southern Market on Highway 98. Or you can visit them online at www.premierorthopedic.com. Back to the show, the Pine Belt Sports Podcast with your host, Kamel Petro.
All right, welcome back to the show. Jacob, what did you think of uh, Coach Hawkins' radio DJ voice? That was excellent. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. I mean, honestly, it was shocking. He needs – hey, Coach, listen, if, if you're listening right now, which you should be, if you're listening, you if whenever you retire, you got a gig lined up. I'm telling you. He needs to, yeah, get his own radio show. PCS has started their own little radio sports hour every Monday night on Super He should Super be Talk. on there every time. I agree. Pay um, him. PCS needs to get needs to jump on that. All right, so we'll start with uh, the six A teams. We'll, we'll we'll cover PCS and Prep last. Um, oh yeah, game but, of the week. Yeah, it is the game of the week. I'm always excited for Jackson Prep PCS. Um, like I think I told you last week, Prep keeps their own stats, That's so nice. I can just kind of sit on the sidelines and relax and watch the game. Uh, Oak Grove goes to George County this week. To start off uh, region play. Um, I guess the question on everybody's mind is: yep. Is John Rice Plumley going to play? I yeah. guess that's the big, the big thing that's kind of surrounding the area. Of course, we've heard rumblings on what's going to happen. Yeah, um, all of that's been off the record, so we can't say that. But all we can do is speculate. Really. And, and, and Coach said he doesn't talk about injuries. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. He just says we don't talk about injuries. Like. The Bill, the Bill Belichick of uh, Ogro football. <laughs> I told him, I was like, Coach, you know, if this goes on for a couple more weeks, you're really going to hate me because I'm going to ask you every time. <laughs> I got to do my job. And he was like, I understand, but, you know, we don't talk about in- in- uh, injuries. Uh, George County, um, were you there, the Jamboree at Oak Grove, when they played Summerall? Or did they play yeah, Summerall? I mean, that was, that was kind of the main thing. You know, I've talked about George County a couple times uh, earlier. You know, it, it kind of shocked me, you, you know, when Summerall kind of shut them out three to nothing, and mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure if they've gotten much better since then. I, I know Coach Matt, Matt Caldwell well, you know, back when he was with Taylorsville, but I'm not sure if they're going to have enough offense, especially with with that kind of triple option kind of thing they have going on. Whether or not they, they don't have, have triple that. option anymore, they oh, switched really? to the spread. Oh uh, yeah, I asked Coach Cosby. I was like, "So what are they running?" I know they wing- started off. Yeah, I know they started off with that. I was like, "What are they running?" The wing tee. What is that called? Because there's so many dang names for it. the veer, the flex bone, the tri- flex bone. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. So, and I know they did it. They ran it in the jamboree. Right. They ran it against Gulfport Week One. I haven't seen any videos of them since. But Cosby said they've switched to the spread. They moved the receiver. I think the sophomore receiver. Yeah. To quarterback. To yeah. So he he's been quarterback, and they led him to a win last week against Harrison Central. Um, that was a nice win. I mean, that's all I really know about it. I I asked some people that are familiar with George County on the coast, and they didn't know about the switch either. So, um, but yeah, I, I still think Oak Grove should should win even, this game. Even if John Rice Plumley doesn't play, I still like Oak Grove. Uh, I think their defense bounces back. I know they kind of had, I guess you could call it a letdown against Hattiesburg. Um, but I, yeah, it's definitely I, a let. Whether they were going to win or lose, their yeah, performance was a letdown. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know whether it be because they're on the field or a lot or, or whatever you can't kind of you can't sugarcoat that they 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 gave up a ton of points a lot of yards. I think they bounce back and I think it's a close defensive kind of game and I like Oak Grove defensive wise. I think they bounce back whether whether or not John Rice Plumlee plays. You know I still like Oak Grove. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Coach Causey said the offense doesn't really change with Landon at quarterback. Just and I you know, thought he did fine the yeah, second half. Yeah, Hattiesburg I game. thought so too. And uh, Causey agreed, but it, it's no, there's not going to be any quarterback runs. They really, he said they really didn't call that many quarterback runs 
for Plumlee because they wanted him healthy. Right. Uh, but, he, of course, he's going to run the ball when, whenever he can because he I, loves that. And I tell you a guy who really shocked me in that game, who I thought really had a breakout game, was Brandon Hayes. Uh, he was a guy Causey tabbed as being yeah. the next Jordan Duncan, and he showed it. He outran. I think he took the speed sweep 80 yards for Hattiesburg mm-hmm. uh, for Ogro's only score yeah. in the first half, and that was really impressive. I thought he had a nice game. He was on our future watch for the magazine, so uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to. He's a sophomore. Yeah, I think he continues that role, and he's kind of a, you know another added threat outside of Kevin Barnett. Sticking with uh, pedal, and what we're going to do is we're going to go. Uh, Classification wise, right, we're right. going to talk about the teams and then talk about the region. Right. So switching to pedal, not sticking with pedal. Uh, <laughs> they're hosting Pearl, a game that you might be at this Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a tough, tough game to start region off with. You know, <clears throat> Pearl. You know, there's there was a lot of question because they've lot of, they've had a lot of close wins. They returned um, to everybody. They returned to everybody because so the hype was there, and it was kind of a similar situation what Pedal was dealing with last year because Pedal had so many starters coming back, uh, defense, and they had uh, Stephon Hutterson. So it was kind of kind of roles reversed this year. Pedal's kind of flying under the radar, and Pearl's the one who's been you know ranked in the top three of the Clarion Ledger Super Ten and, and, and stuff like that. And but you know these wins that they're that they're getting aren't impressive, but they keep winning. Um, and then Pedal, I feel like, came is coming off a disappointing loss against Laurel. And anytime Marcus Bowles loses a game by a field goal to Laurel, two straight years. Yeah, and and anytime, and I know a lot of coaches in the area can attest to this. Anytime Marcus Bowles loses a game, the very next game, that team plays so much better. They're going to be really prepared for this game. I like Pedal actually in an upset, basically because you give him an extra week to prepare for Pearl. And they're coming off a loss. Pedal always plays better coming off yeah, a loss. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, they've always been able to bounce back after losses. You know, they lost to Hattiesburg in the week in the season opener, mm. then beat um, Brother Martin. Who was the team before that? Who did they beat? Oh, Gulfport. Gulfport, yes. That's right. And then they lost a lot. Okay, so they're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Yeah, I, I think Pedal's going to be prepared. I think they're going to be ready to go. Uh, but I mean, it, it's Pearl. I mean, it's it's, it's it's definitely a tough matchup, no doubt. But and I just Marcus Bulls is you know one of the, one of the legends of the area, and if if they had beaten Laurel, I would I would like Pearl in this game. But Pedal coming off the loss, there there's a lot of teams in this area who are really good coming off a loss, and both teams are battle tested. I mean, Pedal yeah, played yeah, the tough schedule. Pearl, I mean. They played pretty much every six A team that's not in their region. Yeah, it's they they've gone through a column themselves, and they played a team out of state too. Park yeah, Park. yeah, yeah, out of uh, I guess Shreveport. I yeah. think that's right. Uh, so, what do you think of this region? Uh, I mean, I talked to Brandon Shields about this, and he kind of gave me his order, and I agreed with him. Uh, if he if he had to pick the order, you know, predict the order, he'd say Pearl, Oak Grove. Um, Brandon and either Meridian or Petal, and that's about what I think as well. Yeah, Meridian has kind of shocked me with the kind of slow start that they've gotten. Tough schedule, tough schedule. True, true that. But losing forty to six to Starkville, um, that that shocked me. You know, they, they did play Hoover. They they played some tough teams. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you know, I'm not sure that Meridian is where it needs to be as a program yet. I think Calvin Hampton will get those guys ready. For region play, but I'm not sure if they're. I, I would kind of put them and pedal on, on the same tier. Mm-hmm. Is, is that game home or away this year? For 
for uh, Pedal. It should be at home. They played at Meridian last year. Yeah. So I because two years I, ago they played them at home in the regular season and then South State and then yeah. South State. Yeah. So I would yeah that that's probably the order I would put them in. If John Rice Plumley is healthy, I would put or Grove just slide them just under under Pearl, and then I think there's maybe not a significant gap, but I think there's a gap between Oak Grove and Brandon. Um, Brandon just seems to me they play a little inconsistent at times. Right, yeah. What are they? they I think when, they're two when, and three? Yeah. They, or two when, and two. When they play at home, I think they play really, really well. I think on the road is where you see them kind of lose focus and they maybe drop some games that they shouldn't drop. Uh, yeah. But but Meridian and Pedal, I think they're the ones that are going to be fighting for that, that fourth spot. But, hey, you know, Pedal's a team that gets better as the year goes along. Yeah, and you can get in that four spot and still go to South State like Pedal has done. Yeah. Well, they did it last year. I think they were the three seed two years ago. Um, but, Four seed uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, Oak Grove plays Brandon and Pearl back-to-back weeks That's on the tough. road. That's tough. I'm going to try to make it to one of those. I can't remember which one I have circled, but I'm going to try to make it up to, to Jackson or Pearl or Brandon or – I guess uh, East Jackson for one of those games. Right. Uh, going down to 5A, Hattiesburg. You know, I'm not surprised Hattiesburg is this good. I think I'm more surprised that they've been able to get through that grueling first four games perfect. I mean, I would have thought they would have slipped up one of those games. Not because I don't think they're good, mm-hmm. because it's a tough right. schedule. Right. Um, you got Laurel, Oak Grove, and Pedal. Yeah. I mean, that's. I know they played most you know, point, but, you know, the fact that they swept all three of those those teams is pretty impressive. They got Gaucher, uh Friday night at home. I think C- Coach Vance was high on the, the the quarterback. He can he said he contributed to seventy seventy five percent of their offense, mm-hmm. which is pretty. I mean, quarterback should contribute that much, but That's that just lot. means he's running the ball a lot as well. I don't know anything about Gaucher besides that. Um, I mean, if Hattiesburg doesn't win, that's a real disappointment, that's for sure. Yeah, especially coming off wins over Laurel and Oak Grove and Puddle. I, I don't think they have any trouble with the Gators. Um, yeah, Hattiesburg's just a team that's a lot like a lot of teams in the area are just getting better as the year goes along, and they're already pretty pretty good to begin with. Um, I, I don't I don't think they have any trouble, even though that game's that, that game's at home or away. What, Gauche? Yeah, it's at, home. It's home. Yeah, it's home. Okay. Because they they got a stretch. That's what I was going to bring up next. Is yeah, they got they're, a tough stretch later coming up. I know. I know they get three, stoned. Three straight. They get stoned at home next week, and, and then they, they go on the road rough. three straight times. Yeah, that's a rough. I'm pulling up their schedule now. At PRC, you know, at Wayne Larry County, and, crew. and at Picayune. So three straight weeks of that, and then they got one more home game with Long Beach. Uh, so you know, this week get off on the right foot because you got a tough. Three out of four game stretch with Stone, Wayne yeah. County, and Picayune. Um, but I, I like them in this region. Picayune looks good. Uh, Stone looks good. But Hattiesburg looks really good too. Yeah, uh, it's it, it, it's going to be tough to call. I think I think the game, I think the region is going to come down to the same game that it came to last year, which is Hattiesburg at Picayune. I, 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 you know, Wayne County's lost a lot. I know they lost your quarterback and their running back, and they haven't quite been the same since. But I think they still give. Hasburg a game. Um, I, I still like Hasburg in that game, but you know I still think it's the Tigers and the Maroon Tide that's going to determine that region. I think Hattiesburg is 
just as good as they were last year. And maybe picking was still good, but I think this might be a little bit they more wide Josh open. Littles. He was a lot of their offense yeah. last year. He was really, really good. Uh, going down the 4A, we'll start off with Purvis and then do Summerall. Right. Purvis is hosting seminary, I believe. Yeah, they're hosting seminary. Mm-hmm. Uh, with your former job, you know a little bit more about seminary than yeah. I do. Yeah, you know, seminary is a team that's started off kind of hot and then they kind of trail. They've they've trailed off and they've took they've taken some tough losses. Uh, Popperville thumped them pretty good. Yeah. Taylorsville with their freshman quarterback in 2A. They, freshman quarterback? Freshman quarterback. Lumberton plays them in a couple yeah, weeks. Ty Keys is his name. and You know, that's se- – Seminary is still searching for answers on offense. They they just haven't been able to replace Javarish Crosby and Felix McCollum, who were their main bell cows last year, and they're a running type offense. They're a Jeff Davis County wing T type offense, and it's just – they haven't been able to find that answer. Um, and maybe – Maybe the bye week helped them. I'm not sure. Their their defense is solid. They got the four star defensive end Nathan Pickering, who, who's really yeah. good in their defense. He just picked up an offer from Oregon. From Oregon, I think. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just been really tough on them, especially the defense. Uh, I think early on they had some really good performances, and then Popperville and Taylorsville kind of set them back. That may be struggling for, with some confidence. I, I I'm not sure if Seminary has the offense to to compete with Purvis here. Well, Purvis has been. You know, leading in the fourth quarter of the last two games that they've lost to Columbia Academy and to Mendenhall. Right. Haven't quite, you know, pulled it out at the end. Coach Wee told me this week, yeah, it's just one play. If they would have just made one play in that fourth mm-hmm. quarter, then they could be three and one instead of one and three yeah. and people scratching their heads. Uh, Purvis has definitely been a team that, you know, I, I think before the season, you weren't as high on Purvis as I was. Yeah, I, mainly because Purvis is really. You know, obviously they've had, you know, Markel Pack and they've had some really good – Nathan Roseberry has some really talented offensive guys, but they've always been really good on defense. And they lost, I think, nine if not ten stars on, on, on the defensive side of the ball coming in this year. And I thought that's where they would struggle. Um, they, they lost a couple yeah. of good offensive linemen too. I know they had a lot of good, good guys coming back in, in Ramble Johnson and Matthew Riles. But, you know, I always thought that, you know, up front, Purvis was always really strong and they lost a lot off of both of those – I know they had C.J. Bowler. I know John Bolton. Um, you know, I, I just didn't. I was I wasn't high, as high on them coming into the season. But they're you know then again they're a team a lot like Pedal who gets better as the year goes right. on. Right. Yeah. They've I wrote about it a couple weeks ago. They've not had great starts to the season the past two or three years. Yeah. They won a district championship one of those years. That's they right. made it to semifinals of four A South four A. That's absolutely right. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I guess I didn't take into account their the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball for them. They lost a lot. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they had a lot of guys. They had a lot of depth there, and a lot of that depth is gone. Yeah, I agree. Um, Summerall, they were 4-1 and one last year at this time. They're 4-1 and one again. Yeah. They play Intri- Pass Christian. Intriguing matchup, I think. Uh, Even though Pass Christian is, what, 0-4? They're 1-3. and 1-3. The scores have been close. The defense is holding teams to in the 20s. Uh, for high school, I feel like that's not a they, whole lot. I mean, hey, they kept it close with the you know former school I covered, Perry Central. Perry Central's five and zero, and they yeah. kept it close against Perry Central. I don't think this game is is a cakewalk by no, any means. No. Uh, uh, Coach White told me that Pastor Shane has a six two two twenty five pound running back. Okay, and um, you know, all so right, and it's, he said they haven't He's seen a, a running back like that in at least five years. But it's still though. I mean, one and three. 
he thinks I, they could easily be three and one. Well, another thing about Summerall, they have a really underrated defense. Their defense yes. is, is really good, and I think maybe not. They may not can score as much because Pastor Shian obviously has some semblance of a defense because they've been able to keep teams in check offensively, but. I don't think if I'm not sure if Pat Christian can move the ball effectively against against them. They have a really good underrated defense. Yeah, the, the, I think he said uh, Co- Coach White said they had like 15 takeaways on defense. Yeah. I don't know about how many turnovers they have on offense, but I know last week Nigel Coleman beautiful interception. Yeah, he's he's a he's a star in that secondary for sure. Was, sure. Did Dennis play a lot in the secondary? Yeah, some. Now that some. he's back at receiver, I've been curious to see how much yeah, he'll he, play in defense. He, he played some secondary for sure. I saw him. I saw them against Sacred Heart, but I don't remember him playing. I think he got an interception. I don't remember him playing all that much. But, but yeah, Nigel Coleman is. Really, really impressive in the back end. Yeah. So, what do they? What do you think they have to do to to not go on the same skid they were last year? The region, I think, is a little bit tougher than it was last year. Both Poplarville and Green County are yeah. undefeated. Forest, Forest County's four and one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, per, you, you would Purvis. assume Purvis would come back. Right. Um, Lawrence County. Lawrence County has a decent record. Uh, Columbia's out of there. Am I missing a team in that no, group? No, that's it. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I see them maybe not going on the same type of skid as they did last year, but that, that region is going to be tough to to get wins. I, I, I think they need consistency. Um, it was kind of the thing their their mission last year where they would, you know, go on this run that they kind of always do. They kind of lose maybe one or two at the start, and they make a run right before region. They just need some consistency. You know, you know, not turn the ball over. Not get any penalties if, if you know they always kind of hurt themselves in these region games, and, and I think if they don't do that and they get the ball to Dennis, they have a really balanced offense with Billy Garrity. Um, they have a couple different guys who can run the ball. I, I think they just need balance and, and consistency because I think you know, Bobberville and Green County would be tough games, but Purvis, Forest County, HS, and Lawrence County, I feel like are all very winnable games. I, I think they have a shot at the playoffs this year as long as you know they don't. Maybe they they take a tough loss here and they don't get down on themselves and they just keep going and they keep having some consistency because sometimes I guess when they when they can lose when they lose a game they can sometimes get down on themselves I think I, yeah I, th- I think the biggest difference for Summerall this year is their balance I mean they're running the ball more than two hundred yards a game offense line a lot just better it's yeah just and Dennis. yeah if they need to they can just throw it up to Dennis and let him just go make the play so uh, and most teams are going to play off him anyway, so right. you can just dump it down and let him make a move. Right. So I, I like where Summerall is at right now. Uh, I, I good I, shot of being five and one and going to play Purvis. I think they go at Purvis next week. That's a good game. Uh, yeah that that will be a good game. We'll definitely have somebody there to cover it. Um, Purvis, like I said, they can they can get hot in the, in this region. I'm curious how good Green County is. Five and zero. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. You know, I think the verdict. I'm not buying stock yet on Green County. I'm not sure. They think they, they look decent. I mean, they scored like 60 points in summer at the end of the season last year. <laughs> yeah. But I think that quarterback. I don't. I'm not sure. Actually. I'm not sure. That's that, somebody I'm told me he transferred at the beginning of the season, but they're five and zero. So hey, I, need, I probably should look that's into no, that. There's no mistake in that. Five and zero. Uh, we don't have any three A or two A teams, so let's just go down to one A. All right, um, Lumberton. Our boy, Coach Jones, the Zach Jones Lumberton Panthers. Uh, they play Mount Olive. 
should be a win. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I don't think there's much to talk about here. I think this is an easy win for those guys. Um, I'm sure. Not, I'm not, sure Coach Jones won't be happy to hear. Oh no, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he won't. He's probably thinking, man, these guys they need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> They're giving out all of some stuff. I, I'll probably, I'll guarantee you guys. By the time this thing airs, I'll have a couple texts from Coach Jones saying. You guys just skip us next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, just get through this win. They, then they got at East Marion. Um, that's what I'm kind of looking forward to seeing. The, uh, that'll be a good game. Them and Resurrection will be a good game. I, you know, I think their their skill positions, I, I think, are better than they were last year. Their, their up front is just where they need to continue to improve. They've continued to improve every week. They got some some younger guys, some inexperienced guys. They need to continue to get those guys some experience. They're big guys. They're yeah. big and physical. They just need to get a little nasty. They, you know, they, they, you know, like, you know, they they were just really the the guys that they lost seniors up front weren't as big as as these guys, but they were physical and they were you know tough. You know, offensive linemen. You know, you're tough and rugged. These guys just aren't quite there yet. I think they get there, but. You know, they, they just need to continue to get better up front. And I think they, you know, make the late push that they always do. Speaking of up front, I posted a picture on Instagram at Pine Belt Sports of Sacred Hearts defensive line. I'll show you, Jacob. But oh, nice. Y'all can all go look at on on the on the Instagram. The Instagram. <laughs> the I, Ohio State, the Instagram. And I had some summer – or not summer all uh, – Lumberton players – because so, the the caption was Sacred Heart defense line is something serious, and somebody was like serious question mark, and then another person came. They played St. Patrick. Their schedule isn't I even that tough. I know for a fact. Look, so, that, that's that's going to be a really intense game. There's been a lot of uh, chatter on both sides. Yeah. I think that's a game both teams are looking forward to. A um, lot lot of uh, chit chatter between the two. I think that's a really heated game. St. Patrick came into that game. Uh, rushing for 200 yards a game. They had 54. That's, that, pretty, that's, that's pretty good. They're a 3A, 2A team, whatever classification they are. Um, you know, Sacred Heart has done well on the defensive line against Summerall, a 4A team, who mm-hmm. runs the ball well. So I, I think the D-line's really good. Uh, that Yeah, I went to the Sacred heart Lumberton game last year. I think it was going to be a good game. It was not. <laughs> uh, Lumberton rolled. So I'm hoping I, – I don't know if I'm going to the game this year. I don't know if I'm going to send Buster. I don't know if I'm going to send you. But right. I just hope it's a little bit better than last year. That's I, for sure. I think it will be. Um, but I do know that it's a game that both teams are looking forward to. <laughs> I yeah, know that for a fact. Regardless, I think – sorry, Coach Jones. I think Lumberton is the clear favorite in this region. I think uh, they're the clear favorite in, in 1A South outside of uh, Nanawaya. Yes. I, yeah. And Nanawaya's look really, really good. It, yeah. Uh, Stringer it, looks good. You know, they're 4-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Um, East Marion has that running back. How do you pronounce his first name? Jarvian. Jarvian Howard. Okay. Uh, Resurrection's 1-4, but, you know, they're they're good. They're still Resurrection. They, they played a really tough schedule. Um, so I think there's five teams battling for four spots. We'll see, you know, those one or two teams at the top. I think it's going to be Lumberton. Sacred Heart has a good shot at making the playoffs. Sacred Heart has a very good shot. Um, you know, but it's going to be interesting to see how East Marion, Resurrection, Stringer, Sacred Heart, those four teams. Yeah, battle kind of, it out. Yeah. Um, going to PCS, Jackson Prep, we'll close with them. Big game. Uh, Coach Hawkins said this prep team is a lot better than last year. Oh, wow. You know, they got they got the Ely running back kid. Uh, the he quarterback was also is, just offered by Oregon. Was he really? Yeah. He has a lot of offers. He does. He's, he's, he's a really talented. He made 
a couple of key plays. Um, maybe wouldn't have shown up on the stat column, but it was a lot of good punt returns and a lot of you know wiggle room plays against PCS last year in in you know the semifinal game at PCS that really determined the game. He, he had made. a seventy-one yarder t- a touchdown pass. I can't remember if that was a receiving touchdown. It was a big play. I know yeah, that because, but had, for the most part, he was held in check. Right. Uh, I think like not even fifty rushing yards in both games. But yeah, you're right. The punt returns not really showing he up. He played a lot better in the second game than he did in the first game. Yes. First game they kind of held him in check. Yes. And you, Coach Hawkins, I mean, you just heard him in that interview. He said you have to bottle him up and make sure he doesn't get by you, and just wait mm-hmm. for a teammate to come help you tackle him because it's going to be hard to get him down just one one tackler. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I want to. I like PCS, but this prep team is is, is pretty good this year. Yeah. I mean, they're good every year, but this year I think they're a little bit better than even last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had the three-year starter at quarterback, like I said, Ely. Uh, the defense is, is solid. I think they're only allowing seven points a game. They allowed 20-something last week, but they scored 77 themselves, <laughs> which is the first time in yeah, uh, school history, which I can't believe. I would have thought they would they, they're, It's definitely going to be a challenge. Um I was kind of shocked when PCS lost to Lamar because I thought PCS was, you know, right there with with MRA. I didn't know if they would be on the Jackson Academy prep level, but I thought they were on the MRA level. Um, this is this is going to be this is going to be a challenge, um, especially, you know, later in the game we're going to see depth come into play as it always does in that game. Uh, you know, last year PCS was able to keep up because they had guys like Russian Justin Stewart, Luke Hudson, and and Isaiah who were able to kind of battle through that and, and, and get stronger as the game goes along. And I'm not sure that they have that this year, but I do know they have a really good offensive line. I think that that plays a key in, in PCS's ability to move the ball on prep. They, I know Coach Brad Duncan for West Marion, he said it was one of the best uh, academy offensive lines he's seen yeah. in some time. Yeah, I mean, so. Coach Hawkins has been bragging about them since, uh, you know, the summer. Mm-hmm. He's been talking about them. And, you know, you don't just have – you don't – Isaiah Ken, Isaiah Ken, that was a basketball <laughs> player from my high school. He's now in the NBA. Isaiah Woolard, um, you know, he was a special running back. But okay. you you don't just bring in another group of running backs and they have the same production. Like no. that's the offensive line. I mean, these running backs, Sheldon Sheldon James and Alden Ryan, they're all good. But the offensive line is should be getting a lot of credit here too. Yeah, and, they, they've played really really well, and they're gonna if if PCS is gonna pull off this win, they're gonna have to play really well. Really, really well. Awesome. Well, uh, that that's going to do it for this week's show, Jacob. How how'd you like the your first episode? You know what? We need more ads. We need more ads. Well, let's let's finish off the show with See, one more. See, that's how ad. you segue. That's <laughs> how you segue. Premier Orthopedics and Sports Medicine provides a full range of orthopedic services, specializing in the treatment of conditions involving bones, joints, muscles, ligaments, and tendons. At Premier Orthopedics, they believe in delivering excellence in orthopedic care to athletes of all ages. Their physicians are board certified and fellowship trained by some of the leading experts, and they can provide big city expertise with small town care. Go see Dr. Bayless or Dr. Burns for excellence in orthopedics at 15 Orleans Drive in Hattiesburg, behind Southern Market on Highway 98, or you can visit them online at www.premierorthopedic.com. Thanks so much for listening to the Pine Belt Sports Podcast online at pinebeltsports.com with your host, Kamal Petro. Check them out on Twitter at Pine Belt Sports and Facebook.com slash Pine Belt Sports. We'll catch you next time.